You're listening to Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. A weekly San Diego Comic-Con podcast, talking all the news in the world of SDCC and hosted by Len Sultana, and usually recorded on a Sunday. This is Season 2, Episode 24, recorded on Tuesday the 5th of May 2015. Thanks to a whole host of technical issues, we had to record this episode a couple days late. But myself, Alyssa Franks and Mark Serby really wanted to talk Comic-Con parking, New York Comic-Con ticket sales, and of course, the release of Avengers Age of Ultron. Is every time I see the words "going live" in the top corner, I think of going live Saturday morning television. Mark knows what I'm on about because there was a Saturday television program called "Going Live." Was it Anton Deck? No, it was Philip Schofield. Wasn't Philip it? Schofield. Now you see, this is where everyone American just goes, "Who?" Go to YouTube and see how this grey-haired buffoon is a national sex symbol here in the UK. It's slightly bizarre, but there we go. Welcome to Talking Comic Con with myself, an Englishman in San Diego. I'm Leonard Sultana. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. It's the 5th of May 2015. Is it um, uh, Revenge of the 5th? Is, 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 that the, is that the one? Because obviously we, we missed yesterday, the May the 4th be with you. And yes, I did watch my fair share of Star Wars. I am wearing my Star Wars t-shirt in honour. I know Mark Serby is as well. Um, hang on, let's, uh, for people who are watching this on YouTube, go on, stand up. No, come on, let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> it's a full-blown original trilogy. What on earth? That's um, detailed. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, because this is a episode to fill in the gaps between our missing episode, which was supposed to be on the third. Um, this is an incidental one-shot. This is kind of like a midweek kind of filling thing. A little brief conversation where we talk about uh, the stuff that we've missed, the stuff we were going to talk about on Sunday as well. Um, I'd like to thank everybody who wished all the very best to my wife, uh, Caroline, who, yes, took a bit of a tumble on Sunday afternoon. And um, thankfully, no breaks. Uh, she hasn't done any major damage to her leg, but apparently it's possible ligament tears or ligament damage, which apparently could be even worse, uh, which I'm a little bit concerned about. But all being well, hopefully she'll be uh, uh, hopping and skipping uh, around San Diego in uh, nine weeks' time or ten weeks' time. Well, we've got another nine of these uh, hangouts to do uh, leading up to San Diego Comic-Con. Like I say, if you are watching live, Thank you very much, Janine, for joining us, especially if you are watching from the States, because I know it's during uh, the day, midweek. Uh, we try and do these on a Sunday, so you're a little bit more free to take part. If you're watching, jump in on the Q&A on the uh, Google Plus uh, event. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, let us know how you celebrated Star Wars Day. Uh, of course, if you did uh, watch them, in which order did you watch the uh, the films? Because uh, uh, I got um, informed about a, uh, a the machete order. Yesterday, which is where you're supposed to watch it. Now, let me see if I remember this right. New Hope, Empire, Clones, Jedi, and then uh, Sith. And you miss out uh, uh, Phantom Menace altogether. 
Uh, it's, it's some strange order that you're supposed to watch them in. But Sky Movies here in the UK watched, we just had them all in one go. And it, I, apparently they are still showing them as well. So there's a, that's a, an endless marathon of Star Wars going on at the moment. Um, we want, yeah, so do jump in on that. If you want to get in contact with us as well on the uh, Twitters, use the hashtag CupOTSDCC. We'll take anything that you want to talk about when it comes to Comic-Con. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's a roundtable, your conversations. What do you want to uh, to cover today? Uh, we've got two guests with us. Uh, my regular partner in crime, we've got Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CCI.com forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Leonard? Good afternoon. I'm fine. Good afternoon. Oh, time, well, I'm time zones. Ah, you do. It's yeah. a quick save. I, I know, like, I know. I I'm, I'm, a, I'm a time zones kind of guy. Um, oh. Especially when someone this morning was turning around and saying, shouldn't Twitter do something a little bit like, you know when they had on television where they had a close of service thing? At midnight, we should just close down Twitter for half an hour and just have a, a close, just end of our <laughs> end of our broadcast day. At which point I'm thinking, okay, which midnight? Your midnight or, you know, proper midnight? <laughs> DMT midnight. Like proper English. Oh my! Oh my! That's a whole other argument, is that? So, how's your weekend been? There, did you celebrate Star Wars Day at all? Um, I did not. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I've been trying to pull my stuff, um, comics together for a, a special edition New York City, NYC, which is in 36 days or two. I forget. The you know, but regardless, it's it's a matter of going through thirteen long boxes for comics to have signed by artists. Um, there have been some doings on the forum. Okay. Um, the big some, know, some some doings on the forum. That's that sounds a bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, okay, we, we, we've well, got some. Okay, we've got some doo doo on the forum. Go for it. Tell us about your doo doo on the forum. <laughs> Did I say that? Um. <laughs> We, I did a soft opening for an area called Ask David Glanzer. And what this basically is, is, um, is an area where if people have questions for, uh, CCI, they can post it there. Whether or not David will choose to answer it is entirely up to him and I have no control over that. I will say that we are not, and I'm gonna, I'm pulling up my FAQ here. <clears throat> so I can actually make sense when I'm talking. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's... It, it comes in handy every once in a while. I, I don't hold to that um, philosophy <laughs> at all. Um, what we're suggesting people ask, um, you know, the, the framework that people ask for is uh, don't ask questions about numbers. We know they're not going to answer them. Um, in general, keep it to things that have happened in the past year, so it's current, not like, oh, yeah, 10 years ago, I used to be able to, you know. Um, and the last one is don't ask heard it here first things, uh, questions. We know he, David is not going to leak groundbreaking information on the forum. That's no. not going to happen. No. You know, the major announcements are going to happen on their place, and for the official word, you need to check the FAQ and all of that sort of stuff. But this is, it kind of gives it, and it will give people a way to go and think, uh, a place to go and ask, um, 
how come you're doing it this way? You know, how about you do it this way? Or what's your reasoning for this? So anyway, that's that's the big thing that opened up yesterday. And we've got what's, been, what's been the response so far? Um, he's he's answered a couple of questions. Oh wow, excellent. Absolutely. Um about the Hall H lineups and the hotel block system. Um, there's a couple more pending, but people are, are welcome to go on and, and post their own question. He'll read through them, and if he feels as though he can answer it, he will. Um, I'm going to post a, a link to that on the the um, on the, on the uh, comments in the, uh, the Q&A. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The... Uh, yeah, I mean, I could go into what he said, but there's a lot to talk about today, so. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, that's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a great way to have a conversation between, um, sort of like fans and directly with uh, David. I think that's a, it's a, yeah. it's a great thing to have available. So excellent stuff for setting that up. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, it's kind of like a continuation of the talk back panel. Yeah. You know, is the real idea of it. So, cool. Well, um, if you like, to say if you do, I mean, if you don't know who David Glanzer is, by the way, David is the director of public relations and press. He's the public voice for San Diego Comic Con, so it's a, a very much a, um, a worthwhile uh, thing to go and look at the uh, the forum and uh, put a question to him. I think I've got a couple. I'm certain that I'd uh, I'll put forward. Uh, hopefully, as well. I, I know that some people have been asking when uh, or if David's going to be uh, joining us again on the Hangouts. Just to let you know, um, I'm going to be talking about the uh, the guests that we've got coming up um, over the next uh, nine weeks of these uh, hangouts uh, a little bit later. But David is one of them, and yes, he will be joining us, but it's just down to his availability, and he does want to uh, come along and uh, take part. So watch this space. We are going to be having David on the hangouts again. So there we go. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed, Alyssa. And also joining us um, is a regular uh, guest here on the, the Hangouts is uh, Mark Serby. Hello, Mark. How are you doing, sir? I am cock-a-doodle-doo, Mr. Sultana. <laughs> cock-a-doodle-doo. Oh, good. You, you're certainly in better form than I am at the moment, then. Well, I was just basically referencing the present that I sent you uh, a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, no. Yes, which, I haven't got it here. Oh, what a shame. I know, Maybe I know. on Sunday you could show everybody the lovely present I sent you. Yes. Uh, Mark has been very generous uh, because I mentioned that I'd like to see uh, Snowpiercer. I know that in the US uh, you've uh, got it already on Netflix. We haven't seen it here in the UK, and we don't know if it's ever going to show up. So Mark had a um, an import DVD, which he's... Uh, gladly lent me, but as well as that, he's also sent me a children's book, which is Cock-a-Doodle-Doo, Mr. Sultana. Where on earth did you find it? And number two, oh, God, I'm going to have to show it on uh, Sunday. Yes, okay, I will. I'll uh, definitely dig that out. Uh, so, yes, um, what have you been up to, Mark? Did, um, did you celebrate Star Wars Day? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I, because obviously it was the bank holiday here in the UK, so if you haven't got Sky Movies, you possibly couldn't watch it unless you got the DVDs, but it was more about really just 
having a nice day off, to be honest with you. I, I had a pretty crazy week last week anyway, um, because I on Friday I was in central London interviewing Kathleen Rose Perkins, who most people probably know from episodes with Matt LeBlanc and uh, Stephen Mangan and people mm-hmm. like that. So I was interviewing her on Friday, and then before that I was setting up. I've got a couple of interviews this week with uh, Andre Royo and Deirdre Lovejoy. So it's been a bit crazy, I've got to be honest. And in between that, fitting in films to see as well. So uh, the past seven days has been pretty, pretty crazy. So Monday was my only rest day. Okay. So what have you seen in the way of films recently? Uh, What has been on the docket? Well, Wednesday, Tuesday, I saw Spooks, which I'm not sure if is available in the US at all, but it's kind of like the UK version of 24, I guess is the way to describe it. I've never seen the TV show, to be honest with you, but the film's coming out. It's got Kit Harrington in it, who's obviously from Game of Thrones. I think that's why he's in it, because they want to sell it to people who have never seen the TV show. That's out this Friday here in the UK. And then the day after, I saw Danny Collins starring Al Pacino, which I know is already out in the US. We don't get it until the end of this month. So it's been a bit crazy. I've seen the trailer for that. I really like the sound of it, because apparently... Um yeah, he does a really good job in it. Apparently, he's really funny. So no, I'm, I'm up for seeing that. Um, that's cool. Excellent stuff. Um, I know that one of the films you have seen over the last um, seven days, 14 days, uh, is uh, The Avengers, Age of Ultron. We are going to be talking about that as well. If you do want to jump in on the Q&A on that, if you want to make your comments and uh, opinions known, we're going to try and keep it relatively spoiler-free, but uh, I think we'll uh, gladly... Uh, talk a little bit now. Well, it's been out a week or so. I think a lot of people went to see it um, over the weekend. So, yes, uh, we will be discussing our thoughts and opinions on Avengers. Uh, have you seen it yet, Alyssa, by the way? I have. Yeah. Phew. I have. <laughs> I didn't want to sort of like jump in and then Alyssa sort of like go, no, 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 <laughs> shut up. Okay. Although, well, I, I okay, will any, Okay, any more than she usually does. Um, <laughs> Well, somebody has to. This is true. This is true. Um, The only thing, the thing that stood out in my mind, which is not directly related to the film, was I I am going. I'm not going to watch bother watching stuff in 3D anymore. I I was really unhappy with the the conversion over. I saw it in something called Real 3D at, and I'm just going for 2D. This, yeah. So, so should, we, should we do the Avengers thing now? Let's yes, just, do the Avengers thing now. Let's just do it now. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, then we'll, we'll now turn to our resident film expert, Mr. Mark Serby, who is now going to give his pocket review, spoiler-free, of the Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> or should I say the retitle? I think we're going to retitle it. I think you've got a different title here in the UK, the the um, the uh, uh, the week, long weekend of Ultron, because it's not an age... It's not, I mean, why, why, why have they called it an age? Because the, the age of Ultron takes two, two, two days or something. It's ridiculous. So go on then, tell us all about it, uh, Mark. Well, the first thing that I will say is I love the first one. I, I don't think there's anybody out there who doesn't love the first one because obviously it kind of heralded this new era of uh, superhero movies. So I was kind of apprehensive about this, this one because you think, well, what, what are they going to do with it? But I think this is better than the first, but in a different way. I think it visually and tonally, it's a lot darker as well. It, it very much harks back to the sort of what Nolan was doing in Batman Begins. So you've got these 
these kind of like family dramas really between obviously all of them. I know they're superheroes, but this film makes them to be these basic humans really. And there is problems internally in this family, this close knit family. So it almost says, forget all the superhero stuff. We're just going to go with these problems and we're going to solve it. Um, I love that about it. I love the fact that it just goes, yeah, we're going to do something that's so small that people don't really think about, but affects everybody. The other thing I love about it is the fact that this is the film for the women, uh, about the women in the, who are in it. So, you know, Black Widow and, uh, and obviously, um, uh, sorry, the other one escapes me, Scar- Scarlet Witch. <laughs> this film doesn't work if you take them out of it. I think they are brilliant in this film. I will, you know, da- Iron Man and Thor and whatever else. Yeah, great, fantastic. Okay, yeah, whatever. But these are the real ones. These are the ones that keep the film ticking along. And it just makes it more interesting. They've actually got real action, real dialogue, and you you kind of feel like, this is their film. Why would we want anything else? You know, I, I just, that's what I really took away from it. Um, and also, it's a lot more funny this time as well. I think it's, we're always going to get humour with the Marvel films. That's, that's a given, I think. But this time, it's a lot more funny. It's a lot more sarcastic as well. Because it's, a, it's a very black humour film. It is, yeah, and I think mainly because obviously Robert Downey Jr. has got this way of doing sort of, I would say, British sarcasm, but all of a sudden everybody does it now, and I think it works really well. I mean, you've only got to look at the scene where, obviously, Hulkbuster comes out, and, you know, I mean, that's a huge action scene, but what you're going to remember about it is how much comedy's in it, and I think that shows how much of uh, of work that Whedon goes into writing stuff like that you know it's it's just one of those marvelous things in all honesty I really really like this film and I liked it a lot more than I kind of thought of it you know I went in with expectations of it being good but I came away thinking wow this is fantastic I saw it on a Monday I then went back and saw it first thing on the Thursday when it opened here in the UK had the cinema to myself as well so you know it was kind of nice I, I just think it's fantastic and um you know, the the little uh, bit in between the credits is great as well. It kind of obviously sets it up for everything else. I'm not going to say what it is, but honestly, I just think it's a fantastic film. It's so much fun. Yeah. I am going to be, I mean, okay, I, it, from that review, you're talking either a very strong four or a five out of five. Uh, I mean, w- w- if you could give it a, a, a star score. Oh, it's a strong four, absolutely. Okay, well, this is where I'm going to be a little bit of a a negative Nelly. Uh, I'm going to go slightly uh, strong three, or it's three out of five for myself. I actually um, felt that uh, Joss Whedon was spinning too many plates uh, to really make this a film to... um, to I mean, you enjoy it and you appreciate it, but I didn't have as much fun as I did with the extremely well-crafted uh, first Avengers film. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I think he, he certainly does a, a fantastic job with the female characters, including the uh, extremely feminine uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, who I feel is the absolute uh, core of this film. He's the he's the touchstone uh, for everybody. It's interesting that you mentioned Black Widow's uh, contribution, uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, in the in the film, in that. Um, because it felt like in the first film, because uh, we weren't seeing Hawkeye in full flight, he was uh, being mind-controlled um, by the uh, by Loki and his scepter, um, it was almost as if to say, okay, uh, Joss Whedon went, right, I'm going, to make, I'm, I'm going to make it up to you. I'm going to make you the core character in this uh, film, 
At which point he then uh, forgot to do Black Widow stuff. I think, for me, uh, it just turned into a kind of um, almost a damsel in distress. All the grief that uh, Joss Whedon has been receiving over the last week or so, uh, there is some justification for it. It's understandable where some of that anger has come from. Admittedly, uh, it's not uh, justified to... uh, the bullying that he's been receiving uh, over the last couple of days, and certainly the uh, the nonsense with her uh, Joss Whedon uh, leaving Twitter, which we will come back to. So um, I felt that there was some uh, a, a slight tonal shift there. Um, I think uh, Jeremy Renner, I think, like I say, is the anchor for the film. But what I really enjoyed about the film is all the things that uh, we felt uh, could have gone wrong. The things that we were uncertain about walking into the cinema to see this, um, how they were going to deal with Ultron, how they were going to do the Scarlet Witch, how they were going to do uh, the Vision. These were the things that were actually the most successful elements of the entire film. Uh, I, I will say that the Vision is absolutely my favourite character in the entire film. Um, there are moments in that... Um, in the film, which actually left me... Um, I, I, I actually believe I whooped. I whooped in the cinema when I went to see it, especially in one scene, and you know... If you've seen it, you know what I'm on about. You know which scene I'm talking about. Um, and I actually... I, I whooped. And um, I was with a massive grin on my face. Um, I think Marvel still has a couple of issues in terms of Let's have a big thing falling out of the sky or a threat falling out of the sky in the back end uh, for its uh, for the, the denouement of the film. Um, it says a lot that uh, you could actually take um, um, Captain America, um, Tony Stark to some degree, um, the Hulk. I mean, there's obviously some big moments. The previously mentioned Hulkbuster and Hulk scene uh, uh, is obviously a major catalyst at the beginning of the film. Um, it's actually one of the first big action sequences that takes place. Um, but you could actually, the lights, the spotlight is not on them. And it's like uh, Mark says, it's very much towards characters that you didn't expect. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are fantastically well done in this film. I actually, although prefer um, how uh, Quicksilver looked in the X-Men movie uh, in Days of Future Past. But the character is certainly better in this film. Um I will say it's, considering that you have something like 18 to 19 characters uh, in play at one uh, point in this film, uh, I think there's just so many plates that Joss Whedon is spinning. And it says an awful lot about the skill of Joss Whedon as as a filmmaker, that he does manage to keep all those plates spinning. But you end up, I think the best analogy I put into it was, it's like going to the circus and seeing some very um, brightly coloured characters up there on the high wire. When you go to the circus, you sit there and you admire the skill of these people up on the high wire. The first film, however, and what we were kind of hoping for, was Cirque du Soleil. We wanted something a little bit more magical involved. It didn't quite stick the landing. But that's just for me. Um, But, okay, very quickly, uh, Alyssa, your your take on it. What do you think? Kind of playing off of your idea of many plates in the in the air, so to speak. I think that 
Well, it didn't give us the magic of the first one. It it had so much more depth. And I think that that's why, kind of to dovetail onto what Mark was saying, is that in the rewatching of it, I think we're going to explore the Ultron as Pinocchio and the, you know, the, the etern- that eternal storyline of wanting to be more human. And I think we're also going to, to, to delve deeper into the classic storylines that, that Joss put into this movie. Um, Scarlet Witch making the decision to be an Avenger. I mean, everybody has had those decisions in their life. It's, it's, it's who, it's who determines what we are as a human being when we make those life-changing decisions. You go left, you go right, whatever. She made that decision. And to, I, so I think that in the rewatching of it, and I've only seen it once and I need to see it more times, I think that more and more of those classic mythological storylines will will see the threads weaving through it and we're and that will propel it into being a better a movie that holds up better than the first one does which was fabulous i loved it um so you know that's that's kind of my 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 take on it i loved i loved um the ultron voice of uh uh, what's his name? James Spader. James Spader. Yeah, Carol, <laughs> Carol Hansen's jumped in on the Q&A and she's saying, uh, using Jay's, James Spader's voice for Ultron was brilliant. Uh, loved his snarky, to- snarky tone. And it is, it's a, a brilliant performance uh, from James Spader. Um, someone actually did say that he's actually doing a very good uh, Robert Downey Jr. impression because at the end of the day, he is um, effectively um, Tony Stark's son. There's definitely a father-son uh, kind of like rebelling against um, the, the, the that parental figure, and um, I, I quite I appreciated that um, that that thought. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and the other thing, I mean, was was Hulk. I mean, I loved, you know, I loved the the Hulk character. I've never been a big fan of Hulk in the in the comics. It just doesn't never really clicked with me. But this this really kind of movie brought him much more into perspective because I haven't read anything anything that he's um been in in years. So I, I don't know the the canon behind his character at all. And um so I was really happy to see his character more explored and it seemed like you know you were talking about Hawkeye and and Scarlet and then Mark was talking about the Scarlet Witch and to my mind you know I I think if you took him out of it it would have been an entirely different movie and Joss did he spun he kept all of these plates in the air plus he made it go from point A to point B which is the the post credit scene Sure. That, um, I think I think a lot of, a, a lot of film a lot of the film was talking about stuff that's going to be happening shortly. I mean, uh, or in future <laughs> films, uh, there was a, a large uh, amount of setup for um, Black Panther, um, <laughs> which we, uh, is going to be due in the next couple of years. Uh, you also had, um, like you say, the post credits, everything spinning off and getting ready for Infinity War um, uh, between now and uh, two thousand. 2018, 2019, when that's due. So 
Yeah, absolutely. When that came out and, and, and when all of that came into fruition during the movie, both me and my son, who <laughs> were like, yes, yes, jumping up in our seats. <laughs> you know, the, the whole Infinity Stone and all, uh, yeah. because that, that for us was the, the most important thing. Or, you know, one of the important things in the movie. Okay, so, <laughs> I am looking forward to re-watching it, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm going to be going back and seeing it again. I'm guessing, Mark, you're going to go again. Mm-hmm. If I've got time, yes. yes. <laughs> when you've got time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, when you go back a second time, as you know with most films anyway, you kind of relax into it a lot more. You kind of feel like, I, I don't need to sit to attention and, and, and feel like I've got to take it all in. So you do pick up on certain things. It was funny because I saw it the second time and there, there's just little bits where I was like, I never even saw that before. But because obviously it goes further down into the storyline, mm-hmm. that's when you know. Okay. Uh, well, like I say, this was only going to be a, a quick chat about it. So, um, so Mark, you're saying a strong four. I'll say a mid to strong three. Um, Alyssa, what would, where would you put it? <laughs> well, go on, then, I, give, give us an idea. Are you gonna, are you gonna duck out of this? I'm gonna duck out of it because I haven't, I haven't given it the attention it deserves. Fair enough. I well, think, and just like Mark said about um, the, uh, the. Oh, God, I'm doing this with the movies again. The movie with the wave, uh, the the time traveling guy that was recent. Oh. Oh, good grief! You, you, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, um, the Chris Nolan movie. Oh, Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. Interstellar. I loved it. I just got I just saw Interstellar. I'm gonna say that I think it's on that level, but we just have to. Let it percolate and and be in our culture for a while. Yeah, okay. So that's my my inclination at this point. And if if that if that holds true on a second viewing, I'm going three and a half four. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um. We'll we'll quickly then talk about this then because Carol Hansen and we just mentioned it as part of our little chat. Uh, what do you think of Joss Whedon quitting Twitter allegedly over negativity over Avengers Ultron? Um. This also kind of pans back to something that was discussed this weekend, uh, which I noticed on uh, Twitter, about when um, uh, the producer of uh, Doctor Who, um, whose name... Help me out, Mark. Um, why can't I remember his name? I don't watch that show, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. But I think the, the general thing that's being talked about this weekend is about how the, re- the snapshot reaction of people has been so vitriolic, uh, certainly on social media, and yet Joss Whedon has now decided, nope, I've had enough, and has quit Twitter. Um, what's been your take on this, uh, Mark? Because we were talking about this before uh, we came on air. Yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Well, it's not a strange one. I mean, there's absolutely no need for it. I mean, if you don't like the film, you don't like the film. You know, this is the thing. But some of the stuff that I saw, uh, I, I retweeted something this morning where people had put it into like a one shot. Oh, and it got, yeah, yeah, and people had put all these things that people had tweeted to Joss Whedon. And I'm thinking... Well, why? You know, if you don't like the film, then you don't like the film. You know, this this is just, it's one of those things. But, I mean, there's two points that probably I'd like to make about this. Is one that Joss Whedon is probably one of the, 
Hollywood directors who write strong females. You know, everybody, nobody seems to have a moan at Michael Bay for writing absolutely rubbish females, but everybody has a go at Joss Whedon. Yeah, here's the guy who created Buffet and, you know, other people like that. I mean, you look at his films, you look at his TV shows, it's all about the females. And yet, all of a sudden, they're having a go at him because he's done something he hasn't, wrong. He hasn't, he hasn't written Black Widow as their own... Um, to a standard that they feel that they want to. Yeah, uh, they're expecting yeah. a certain type of, of Black Widow, and it doesn't happen. It's like, as you said, Leonard, you know, he's juggling a lot of plates. He can't focus on one thing, but there's just no need for all of that. And you kind of think, now he's done that, is he just going to turn around and say, you know what, I'm not going to do any female-centric stuff now, because clearly I'm just getting heat from it all the time, and it's pointless me doing it. I'm just going to go out, and you know what, I'm just going to make, I don't know, another Shakespeare film, and we'll put it out, and that'll be it. So it's a shame to see him... Uh, gone that way and especially for most of the fandom as well this is, this is the thing because I, I think most of these people who have had a go at him were fans over the years and the other thing that uh, leads me on to my second point is as Wes Craven and Sean Cunningham so beautifully put it back in the 70s it's only a movie keep repeating it's only a movie that's all it is you know, I mean you know, it just boggles the mind that people are getting so upset about this. I mean, it's, I... Just, it's, the, it's the death threats. Yes. What on earth? Um, someone has correctly uh, uh, put the uh, the name in my head. Uh, listen, I've had a long weekend. Shut up, guys. Um, <laughs> it is Stephen Moffat, and yes, I've met the guy. Um, I met him on the preview night about two years ago um, on the, on the stairs outside the convention centre. Yes, Stephen Moffat is the producer of uh, Doctor Who and indeed showrunner. I mean, he. The re- what I'm tying this back to Comic-Con because um, it, it's looked like Doctor Who will never make an appearance, certainly while Stephen Moffat's running it at Comic-Con ever again, purely because Stephen Moffat has had that uh, relationship uh, with Hall H. The 50th anniversary, he brought um, exclusive content out for Hall H um, and told everybody, let's keep this to ourselves, let's have this as our own little celebration of Doctor Who. And about 10 minutes later, it was on YouTube. Um, apparently, at this point, he has thrown his bat and ball home. He deleted his Twitter account very shortly afterwards and um, basically f- uh, fell out of love with social media. Um, so, yeah, tying it back to Comic-Con, it's, I don't know whether we will actually be seeing uh, Joss Whedon uh, returning to uh, San Diego anytime soon, purely because he just feels that um, the fan base now has just gotten a little bit too aggressive for him. I don't know if we can extrapolate from Twitter to uh, the San Diego folk. I, I hope that that jump isn't made because I think that I tend to think that San Diego folk are a little bit more understanding and inclusive than uh, the general Twitter population. That said, it's that's brutal, and yeah. I don't blame Joss at all for 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 leaving Twitter. I mean. The, to, to open yourself up to that kind of vitriol is, I mean, the, the fact that some people do it and can get away with it for, for as long as they have without experiencing that negativity is great. But the minute that people, uh, that people like Joss, who, who are such huge contributors to the, the geekdom, you know um, that. We were, t- we were they, talking before we came on air because also, uh, um, one collective who I'd really like to get on the, the hangout um, is uh, the Geekery, 
uh, we've got uh, Angel Kink, who I'm a, a big fan of uh, on the Twitter. And um, for some strange, uh, the geekery does uh, which put themselves forward as a very uh, pro-feminist uh, geek website, and they just seem to be constantly on the receiving end um, of um, abuse, anger. Um, some really nasty, nasty stuff. Um, Irma uh, is watching. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, on the Q&A, uh, Irma Erickson. Uh, wow, Mark, I'm reading that tweet with the horrible tweets to Josh Whedon. Um, just, uh, she's used the word amazing. I think that's um, more a case of she's just uh, dumbstruck at how violent and how vitriolic it's just been over the last um, certainly 24 hours. But I mean, You're sure. Certainly, there's times when people just have, when just anybody who's a creator just has to leave all of the negative people behind. And I don't blame him at all for doing it and, and just cutting them out of his life because they don't deserve, yeah, here I am making a judgment, but they don't, they don't deserve to be in this. No one deserves to get grief. Life's, I mean, it's a classic phrase, but life's too short for that. that yeah, nonsense. exactly. So, yeah. I was going to be a little bit more mean, but I'm going <laughs> to decline. Thank you. Can we talk about parking now? Let, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, do jump in with your comments. Um, let's not, it's, a, it's a conversation. Do jump in with the Q&A comments, especially on the, the, the hashtag as well. Cup of tea, SDCC. Please do let us know what you want to talk about. Okay, uh, well, the next thing then is parking, uh, which is uh, something I haven't been taking part in. So, Alyssa, it's over to you. It is, it is going remarkably smoothly. Um, group 2 parking area, which is the second the second group, just got in yesterday, and they had uh, underground convention was available all day yesterday until later on when Sunday, Underground Sunday sold out, which was a confuse. It's confused a lot of people. I think it has to do with uh, uh, vendors needing to get parking, to, needing to load, do the loadout. I and and it's family day and all of that sort of thing. So um, the the news is that there is no news. <laughs> so. Um, New I mean, York, I, 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 I've been reading. I've been reading about some um, one or two people finding that they've been struggling with the the the, the, the um, just generally getting in the first uh, batch of uh, parking slots. Is is have you been reading any issues at all? No, no, no. The the is, the only issues that I've been reading about are things like people logging in under the wrong email address. And not being able to find the spots, which just takes some redirection. So it's not it's not 100% intuitive, and you've got to read the how-to, which, yeah, you got to read the instructions, <laughs> <laughs> which is a hindrance to some people. <laughs> but, well, you know. um, yeah, I'm 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 a bloke, and anyone who's seen me try and put Lego together will know this is not going to be something that I'm. Oh, I had to, you know, one of those mini Star Wars celebration figures. I had to, I had to look up the pictures for that. I was like, how does this go <laughs> But New York Comic Con sure. has discontinued their pre-reg. 
they used to be you used to be able to uh, the VIPs used to be able to get in t- to buy tickets early for a certain segment segment of tickets. So you know, twenty or thirty percent of the tickets could be bought early by the last year's VIPs. That has been discontinued, which has thrown the New York Comic Con community into an uproar. Frankly. Um, but that makes the one chance for ticket sales next Tuesday as being so very critical um, to a lot of people. And they seem to be New York Con. Now, granted, they've got a much more robust uh, back-end ticket selling mechanism behind them than I think Epic um, was a few years ago, but they are doing a system that is uh, a first-come, first-served with a waiting room. And given the history that has happened with San Diego's and problems with things like Google Analytics and click-through links and emailed links and all of that, I'm anticipating a little bit of problems with regards to that. Um, I hope I'm wrong. But um, it really seems as though that we're in, like, 2011, 2012 for San Diego ticket sales. So for anybody who's going for New York Con tickets, be be prepared to go and listen to social media and get other links and and do the deal because it could be easy, but it could be hard, too. Sure. Now, one person that we have spoken to when it comes to New York Comic Con from Repop in the past is Brian Stevenson. Now, Brian's actually um, changing his focus within the company. Uh, apparently, we may have uh, a new contact uh, yeah. with Repop um, who um, we may be speaking to in the future. I'm right? hoping I'm hoping to be able to get in contact with him and get him onto the uh, hangout. Brian is taking a more global perspective on uh, Repop because of all the shows they're doing. And um, hopefully um, Mike Anderson will be, now his name I could pull out of the hat, but Interstellar. <laughs> <I could. laughs> that says a lot about your focus, dear. Uh, <laughs> you're, all, you're all about the con. <laughs> so um, hopefully we'll be able to get Mike on. Um, Brian will be at um, SENYC, and I hope to get a few minutes with him and get a couple minutes with Mike also. And and hopefully we'll be on air. That's going to be on the first weekend in June. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping to be able to do my you know my little camera thing. That yeah. <laughs> by the way, if you didn't see it, if you didn't see it before we took the two weeks off. Uh, go check out the uh, the previous episodes of uh, Cup of Tea if this is the first time you've jumped on these. Uh, check out the because uh, it was going to be a rather handy uh, kind of walk around of um, uh, of uh, Co- uh, WonderCon Anaheim. Uh, it would have been rather handy for 2016. Uh, it is now moving to LA. However, do check it out because it's a fun little walk around. She does it. We, we get we get Alyssa to do a bit of a tour. She puts on she puts the mileage in. Her. She walks around. It's, it's quite impressive. And I'll do the same for Essie, but um, but it's going to be a lot more just peep artists at booths, I think, yep. <laughs> that it will be selling stuff. So. Uh, Irma's jumping about out uh, New York. It was hard last year, but I got my pass. 
But I also got my artist alley table, which I'm hoping to get again at New York Comic Con. So best of luck with that, uh, Irma. Um, yeah, it's something that I'm intrigued in um, looking into. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to speak to Repop uh, to applying uh, for press in the desperate hope that I may be able to get some um, plane tickets. I, who knows? Okay. I, it's, so it's, all about, I, it's all about money at this point. I, I was checking um, on kayak, and it was $600 round oh, trip. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Which <laughs> is like 4.50. Um, I know. Uh, speaking of press passes, very quickly, this is breaking news. Uh, if you do want to check your uh, emails, if you've applied for press for San Diego Comic Con this year, uh, the emails are going out to uh, uh, the registration uh, for your press passes are now is now open. Um, now, uh, according to uh, one or two uh, sources, if you had already received um, a confirmation email or an email saying that you were um, applicable for the registration that you were guaranteed to get a badge. Now's the time to make damn sure because the registration is now open. Just to let you know, it's incredibly easy to do considering I've just done it in three pages. So there we go. Uh, so yeah. Um, so if you are applying for press, now's the time to head over to um, your emails, check your inbox because those are uh, rolling out now. So that's that. Um, I think the other thing that we want to talk about is uh, a piece of news that has been uh, reported by um, the SDCC blog. Uh, this is Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien, who is going to be doing a number of shows at the Spreckles Theatre uh, throughout the course of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, now, this is not so much in terms of news, because we kind of knew it was coming, but there was an official announcement on the Conan show, uh, over the, was it over the weekend or last night? Uh, basically stating that, yep, we're coming to Comic-Con. Um, is it something that you would be uh, interested in, Alyssa? Mark, what do you think? I'm not going to it. I won't do it. Um, what the forum is saying is that it's going to be uh, probably taped in the afternoon and that they'll give a, they're going to be giving away tickets. Whoa. So, I mean, it's... That's that's traditionally how they do it with the talk shows, apparently. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to to Mark. Wasn't there something? Yeah, I'll post a link for where we think the tickets are gonna be. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we don't get Conan O'Brien over here. This is the thing. I mean, we know of him obviously because there's clips on YouTube and things like that, so we know of him, but. I've never seen a full episode, but I think it would be interesting to be in the audience because here in the UK you can be in the audience of a BBC show, um, you know, anything like that. Um, you you can be in it. So I imagine it's kind of the same thing, but it would just be interesting to be at a Conan O'Brien show because, you know, this guy is known worldwide, but also at San Diego. I think it would be very interesting. But in the afternoon, I mean, whew, is he really going to get people going i i don't know how well this is going to work this is yeah. the thing because everybody who's got a ticket for comic-con is going to be there and then you've got all of these off-site stuff as well you know obviously thinking about last year walking dead and uh, game of thrones and stuff like that you're not just popping in and popping out it's going to be conan o'brien you're probably there two hours so i'm very interested to see how this goes and if there's any empty seats indeed i mean i, I was oh go on. 
Yeah, I tend to think that there won't be. Um, there's enough people who go to con without having tickets, San Diego tickets, without having pass badges. So I think that there's going to be plenty of those folk um, who will who will happily do it. And it's typically how the talk shows do it in New York is that they, and I'm assuming it's the same on the West Coast, is that they tape it in the afternoon for broadcast that night. And since they are broadcasting it on a on a timely basis, they aren't holding it. That that it, it kind of makes sense sense how how they're going to do it. I'm still trying to look for where where to get tickets now. Well, um, one we, thing we, that oh, sort of very quickly on that, we have just had a, a comment uh, regarding um, uh, number one. We, we we do get Conan here in the UK. He's on uh, TCM, but it's very late at night, so um, it's kind of very it's buried. Uh, so it's certainly not kind of. Uh, in the main uh, run of the thing. In terms of uh, tickets, uh, we've had James Olmerson get in contact with us, uh, stating that, uh, that we may be, get, uh, be able to see them if you head to the teamcoco.com uh, page. Uh, however, he's fo- um, he has Facebooked the Spreckles Theatre. They don't know how the tickets are being done either. Uh, so it could be very much in the air. Um, he saw it in New York a couple of years back, and it is a lot of fun. I think you're absolutely right, Mark. I mean, I was hoping that it was going to be an evening thing, and um, it was going to be the something that was going to take over uh, my Saturday evening, perhaps, because uh, I I have I've done Nerdist for the last two three years, and I was going to do Conan as kind of like the uh, as uh, as the replacement of this. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a midday thing, and uh, to pull people out of uh, Comic Con certainly on a on a Friday and Saturday. I think you could actually have some very empty seats in. Uh, well, no, okay, let's, let's okay, let's be honest. I don't think you're actually going to get any em- empty seats. No. Let's be let's be honest. I mean, but if you are heading for Comic Con, you're going to be going for Comic Con. I, 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 yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. Any uh, who any ideas of who we'd love to see on a Conan show then? Oh, that's an interesting question. Oh, because there's so much talent there. It is. It's. I mean, I'm, we've been kind of discussing uh, whether Star Wars will be showing up uh, this year. No, I know. Right. I'm actually going to put something out there now um, because I think we're actually going to get some Star Wars stuff at Comic Con this year, purely because of the amount of Star Wars stuff that's coming out uh, in the next couple of years. Today we have the uh, the notes, uh, the, the release of uh, the information that there is going to be another anthology film. It is going to be a Boba Fett film, uh, which is going to be going, that's probably going to happen after episode um, seven. So you're going to have, uh, sorry, episode seven, Rogue One, episode eight, Boba Fett. So that's how um, it's going to be uh, every other year. Um, and then, of course, you've got Rogue One that's happening um, next year. So I think there's enough content and enough people uh, to bring to San Diego, and I think there may be a panel. But that's just me. That's me putting uh, my kind of thing there. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think you're probably right, actually, thinking about it. Um, they've got so much to do. Um, you know, they, they've kind of set their, what would basically be their Marvel Universe up already and gone, look, at Christmas time for the next six years, forget about seeing anything else. You're seeing a Star Wars film, and I don't care what you say. Um, <laughs> so I, I think you're right. Yeah, they've got so much to do. And obviously, um, 
they'll still have a lot to show for the new Star Wars film. I imagine that uh, Rogue One will have possibly been doing some bits. And as we know, uh, Gareth Edwards is doing that. And he was here last year, I think it was, with Godzilla. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's no reason why not. And, I mean, if it is, it will probably be pretty crazy, I think. I think that's going to be the talking point for the whole weekend. Sure. So, yeah, you've got a number of, of the Star Wars people who could be in town to talk to Conan. Uh, we've got Carol Hansen, who's watching, saying uh, she's hoping for a Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyuk appearance oh, yeah. Yeah. off the back <laughs> of Con Men. Yeah. Um, I am interested in that. I think that it'd be nice to see if there's a panel, because Nathan Fillion hasn't done a panel at Comic-Con for a couple of years now. Um, he hasn't felt that Castle has been um, something that, um, he's felt that needed to be represented at Comic-Con. He's always gone over to Nerd HQ uh, for his uh, charitable contribution. Uh, but yeah, I think Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudyuk as a con man panel, I think uh, is very much Comic-Con related. So I, Do you know what? that You saying that, Leonard, I, I would really like to see a Nathan Fillion panel, much like the John Barrowman panel, where he just turns up for an hour and he goes, right, questions, go straight away. And it's just kind of... Well, just all over the place, crazy, brilliant. So low down, low down and dirty. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, this would just just did a, a panel like that in uh, uh, San Diego a couple of years ago, and it's it's brilliant. Any of any of those people who got stage presence that can think on their feet and and talk, that would be wonderful. But the Conan O'Brien, it has the p- potential that you can have all of these little skits with with um, Nathan Fillion showing up and you do a bit with Harrison Ford and you pull in the Star Wars. He can, he can, (laughs) (laughs) well, but I mean, it has the potential for that of being, of being a real star studded, uh, 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 yeah, absolutely. I know what you're saying. I know, but uh, yeah, uh, Harrison Ford didn't make it to Star Wars Celebration, obviously because of his injury. And I, Right. From, from what I've been reading in one or two uh, reports, he really missed that. He he actually really wanted to be on stage for that because mm-hmm. he felt that it was it was bringing Star Wars back to the audience that wanted to see it. So uh, did no, he yeah, really he, he's, think he's, that? Yeah, apparently so. All right. Apparently okay. so. Although I did I did quite like the tweet about the uh, the Vanity Fair cover um, about uh, seeing the. Uh, the new cast members there and the Wookiee there and Harrison Ford smiling and someone in the Twitter went, yeah, and I bet this uh, photograph took about three hours to put together <laughs> just to get him to smile. Um, I think that's a bit harsh, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, no, who knows? Um, I, I'll be paying very close attention uh, to see if uh, any of the Star Wars guys will be uh, showing up, but I think uh, if Marvel Studios ain't showing up, they're not just going to let Warner Brothers... Uh, just own all H on Saturday. It's it's not going to happen. Um, so that'd be interesting to. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to watch a lot of people's social media. I mean, we were talking about some um, creatives kind of getting a lot of grief for their social media uh, on their social media. I think it's it's going to be from here on in going to be interesting to watch um, who's going to be where because they are going to be kind of announcing. Oh, I'm going to be with Conan on such and such. So. It'll be interesting to pay attention to that. Okay, uh, any other last-minute things that um, we want to talk about on the Q&A? Jump in now, because I've got a bit of an announcement to uh, to do. Anything else that uh, you two want to uh, discuss, Mark and Alyssa? 
I mean, I've got one question, which is going back to the Conan O'Brien thing, and somebody can tell me this, because I haven't got a clue. What the heck is Team Coco? I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> well, Co- Co- Coco is his nickname. O- okay. Um, C-O-C-O... No, I'm not going to do that. Um, and Team Coco is his name. Uh, right, but no, that's, his, that's his, a, just a nickname. Oh, right. Oh, that's it. Just, that's it. Oh, right, okay. Oh, it was just there was loads of people talking about it on Friends of CCI. I'm thinking, I'm missing out here. Has he got like some other people behind? What's going on? You know, and they're going, oh, make sure you follow Team Coco. I'm thinking, I don't know who Team Coco is. <laughs> you know, uh, if anyone else knows who Team Coco is, that be yeah, do let us know on <laughs> Capo C S D C C. Um, if there, yeah, does he have like an army of Conans? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Okay. <laughs> I'm shifting gears here. <laughs> uh, in the States, people may want to be aware and clear room off of their DVRs because it's the week of, um, we're coming up to the week of finishes um, for a whole bunch of seasons of uh, shows. So we've got a season finale of Forever, of Person of Interest, of... Big Bang Theory of uh, Once Upon a Time and, you know, all, all of these shows, the following, Bates Motel, Return, Castles, all of these season finales, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are happening between now and the 12th. So pay attention to your DVRs, folks. Sure. And um, I have yeah, been I, watching... Speaking of kind of like as we're into the final stretch of seasons, I did actually decide, tell you what, I'm going to do a quick catch-up of Big Bang Theory. Can somebody mm-hmm. let me know when did that get funny again? <laughs> I have no idea. I never watched it. <laughs> well, I, I, it, well, it wasn't funny for about a year and a half, and all of a sudden it's funny again. I missed that. I missed that memo. What the hell happened? It's, it's actually quite amusing. I, I, don't, I don't know. Then again, I, I'm a Bernadette fan, so any more Bernadette, I'm, I'm happy. Um, right. I've been, so, watching, I've been watching the turn, which is on on AMC. Uh, it's a revolutionary war war show, uh, which is I, I'm just thinking is brilliant. The lead actor is is going to be, and I know this is not a huge credit to him, is the thing in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which everybody is going, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> About seeing, but <laughs> um. He's a, he's a huge actor and he's brilliant and as far as I can tell. So. Excellent. Um, I'm trying to find James Ormerson's Twitter because obviously I think we need to follow James Ormerson. He is the um, uh, the official uh, Conan O'Brien expert apparently. Uh, yep. Just to let you know, uh, it's it's a spin-off from Co- uh, Tom Hanks nickname nicknaming uh, Conan Coco. And the Team Coco was the pro Conan side during the Jay Leno thing uh, a couple of years back. Mm. It was adopted officially when he went to TBS. So there you go. Thanks, James. Uh, I'm going to find your Twitter. I'm going to let everyone know that if anyone on anywhere wants any questions answering about uh, Conan O'Brien, we go do- direct them to you. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> Excellent. So okay, uh, one last thing. Then uh, we are back again on Sunday. Uh, we're going to get these back regular. Um, also, we're going to be starting our uh, SDCC toolkits um, 
uh, as of this Sunday coming. Pay attention to the social medias because uh, over the next day or so I'll be setting that up, uh, event up and uh, giving you more details about what uh, is happening, especially when it comes to the guests. Um, however, hopefully we're going to be having some guests on Sunday, um, the organisers of the Sherlock party, one of the uh, the hot tickets when it comes to the uh, off-site events. And on Sunday, we are going to be giving away two tickets to the Sherlock event. I think it's that close to selling out now. It's uh, The tickets have not been on sale for very long, which gives you an idea of just how popular this event is. This is the one that a couple of years back, Stephen Moffat and the uh, all the showrunners and a couple of the cast members um, of Sherlock actually showed up. Uh, they're very much big um, supporters of uh, of the event. Um, I've spoken to the organisers and they've been very generous to allow us to give away two tickets uh, to uh, the Sherlock party, the Sherlock S uh, Sherlock DCC. There you go. So it's all one word. Um, so do tune in on Sunday as we'll be giving those uh, tickets away. Uh, very quickly, any last-minute comments on the Q&A? Uh, Irma Erickson is talking about Big Bang Theory. It didn't get funny again. It's awful. I liked the first couple of seasons, but that's it. It just really bugs me now. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying because they're, I think even the cast has kind of revealed themselves at the panels that they take the piss out of us nerds as much as everybody else does. But it's, And that's what you said to me. Really good about it is is that it, you know for the first couple of years it was laughing with the nerds and then all of a sudden it changed in you know like year two three three four somewhere and it started laughing at nerds and that's what got to me the, on the few shows that I've seen I just I felt like I've been the butt of a joke and I don't yeah. want I don't want to subject myself to that no. I'll be just leave <laughs> fair enough understandable Okay, um, and also a comment regarding um, uh, my opinions about uh, Avengers. Neil Williamson, Leonard, it's okay for you to be wrong about the movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fine. Hey, listen, this is what opinions are for, okay? So there we go. Right, um, I think that's pretty much everything. Like I say, um, I do know that there's been some exclusives news, but it hasn't been massive. There's only been dribs and drabs, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we're going to be covering more exclusives, and we are going to be doing an exclusive special on the SDC toolkit. Like I say, say uh, like I say, do uh, watch for the social medias and also for the alerts. More information on the way. Right, I think that's pretty much us. Um, once again, thanking um, my guest Mark Serby. Uh, where can people find you on the social medias, sir? Uh, I'm on Twitter at mark underscore Serby. And that's about it. So I'm on Friends of CCI forum as well because it's a damn good forum for everything, basically. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Okay, excellent. And speaking of which, uh, friendsofcci.com forum. Uh, friendsofcci.com slash forum is where you can mostly find Alyssa. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Alyssa. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, likewise, Mark, I go to you for my movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I feel like I'm in the middle of a massive um, love fest here between these two. So, oh, thank you. Um, and for myself, you can find me at Englishman SDCC. Obviously, we're going to be uh, doing our best to uh, ramp up the, uh, the the updates as we get closer. I have had a bit of a gap 
of uh, things happening uh, on the website and on the Twitters uh, purely because of uh, obviously t- uh, one or two technical issues and also uh, life interrupting in terms of uh, my wife and her leg. However, we're all well now, so we're back on to uh, full strength and also now that we've confirmed, we are officially uh, acknowledged as press. So do watch this space as we cover some more stuff as we get closer to uh, SDCC 2015. Thank you very much indeed for your company. We're back again, as usual, on Sunday. So that's 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific, um, 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and uh, 6 o'clock in the afternoon here in the UK. Hopefully you'll join us again for the next episode. Take care, enjoy your week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.